What up, what up? What's happening? <laughs> it's Connor and Ben. This is Talking in Circles, episode four. Episode four. It's been Welcome a month. Back. It's been a month. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. We just sent it a month ago. Here we are. So, uh, what's up, dude? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, life's crazy. Quarantine, uh, that quarantine life. Yeah, that quarantine life where I'm doing pretty much everything except for my homework. Nice. Uh, I even like painting. Been getting into painting acrylic stuff on canvas. I'm horrible. Um, I'm at a third grade level. I think I talked about that in the last. I think you're progressing though, honestly. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably. I think it's getting easier. But yeah, that's been fun. Um, Reading a lot of books on trying to figure out like what the kingdom of God is and what that means. Nice. And then also playing the Nintendo Switch way too much. Shout out Mimi for getting me a Nintendo Switch for my birthday last year. That was probably the best gift ever. Um, Been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons, which is a blast. No clue what that means. You basically, you get put on an island, and then then you like, um, whatchamacallit, you get put on an island, and then you get, you take care of that island and like build all this different stuff. But you're like a cute character and there's all these other characters that are animals and stuff. Hmm. And it's adorable. It's like an adorable Minecraft. So it's like you don't you don't like kill people or anything? Right. You can get stung by bees. I got stung so you have by to bees. Like stay alive. You don't have to survive. Well, you just have to like you can come back to it at any time. It's good to play like for a little bit every day. Yeah. There's different tasks every day. Do you have like little people that you're taking care of? Mm-mm. Oh. It sounds like you would, but pretty much, I, I planted gardens, I have a house now. Dude, have you ever played Age of the Empires? Mm-mm. Dude. The computer game? I never played it. You know what I'm talking about? I've heard of it. Bro, that is the greatest computer game of all time. I never played World of Warcraft. People that love World of Warcraft are gonna be like, bro, whoa, is it bad. <laughs> wow, bro, I was never wow. into it. Uh, but, Age of Empires, epic. Yeah. Do you know you don't even know what it no. is? Like, <laughs> like you're your own like tribe or um that, maybe that's not the right word. But you're your own like country mm-hmm. way back in in the day and you're like you have to like cut down wood and you have to gather gold and you okay. have to gather um coal and all this stuff to like keep your people alive and then you can build like barracks yeah. and you can build houses. And then, you know, then you can increase your people and then you mm-hmm. can build a wall and you, there's other Dang. countries and villages that like come attack you and try to take over. So you have to like fight them. Dude, it's so fun. Yeah. So Animal Crossing is that. I'd say Animal Crossing is like Sims. Okay. But cuter. Okay. Sims is fire too. Yeah. Seriously. Dang. Did you ever play Sims online? Yeah. Did you? Really? Yeah. I love Sims. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I, I miss that a lot. Time. Sims 3. Sim what an was odd like concept. You're just like right? <laughs> chilling and walking around and sending them off to work, and then you build. It was always fun though, like building mm-hmm. your house how you want it and stuff. Yeah, that was cool. I used to play Roller Coaster Tycoon a lot. Mm. That was fire, dude. I forgot about that. You know how you could build See, up like one part sick. of ground super high yeah. and just set people on top of it and have them walk around in circles forever. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that. Really? Oh, it was me. I messed up. <laughs> Dude, that was a that was a really good computer game too. I think Damn. early two thousands were the best time for video games. GameCube, PlayStation. Oh yeah, dude. Just PC in general, for like fun stuff. Sims, 
Grand Theft Auto. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes. So good. Underground, the first yeah. underground. Thug. Tony Hawk's Underground. Wow. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, way back, N64 with, um, that's what I grew up first. Me too. N64. And Game Boy Color. With, um, what was the game? Uh, Mario Kart. Oh, so fun. And uh, 007. Oh, yeah, Goldeneye. Goldeneye, yeah. I used to play all those, like, um, Sarge's Heroes games where you'd be, like, little green army men and you'd go around fighting people. Those were pretty fun. Hmm. And then, what other games? A lot of Super Smash, of course. Yeah, Super Smash dude. Bros., Mario Kart. Mario Party. I had a lot of, because I love dirt bikes, I had some dirt bike games for the... Super Mario. Dude, that game yeah, Super sick Mario. with the big castle and mm-hmm. do the different storylines and you yeah. jump in the paintings. Yeah. It's fire. Oh, yeah, dude. What a good time, huh? That's what I feel. I feel like my Nintendo Switch, it's not the same as N64, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. Nice. It's like, it's basically like a giant DS. Do they have like all those games we mentioned updated though? Like, Oh yeah, they got new Mario Karts. They got new... Dude. Um... You're going to have to invite me over to play. For sure. For sure. I'm trying. I want everybody to get a Nintendo Switch. Mm. I know Jimmer was telling me he's looking for one. Had to name drop him. Mimi's thinking about getting one. Yeah, dude. I haven't owned a console in like seven years, I think. Mm -hmm. I had a PS4 like right after I graduated high school. And then it like randomly stopped working. Yeah. Totally random. Didn't drop PS4? Any, or PS3. My bad. Okay. PS3. Like, got that PS4 like five years early. No. PS3. Mm-hmm. And it randomly stopped working. And I was just like, that's the that's hand really of God. Sad, <laughs> it's the hand of God. My God wants to sanctify me and keep me. I don't know. My excuse, so my excuse for playing video games is that I can listen to audiobooks or something at the same time. Right. And listen it works. the Bible. Yeah. For sure. Not usually not the Bible. I feel like I miss so much. That one I like to sit down with. Or, or, or like I do. sermons. And yeah, dude. I've listened to sure. so many. Most of the sermons I've ever listened to have been while I'm playing video games, which um, I try not to. I've, there was a while where I didn't play video games much for like a long time, like Legit. over the last two years, mm-hmm. probably. And then it got bad when Mimi was at basic and stuff. I played a lot. Nothing else to do. True. But what can you do? Get some wise counsel on it or something? (laughs) Yeah, this episode we're going to talk about the idea of uh, seeking counsel. That's kind of a a biblical phrase, but uh, pretty much just getting advice and having people in your life and kind of forming your life in a way that you have people around you that can give you advice and you have community and you're not just going at things alone and uh, making your own decisions without hearing Mm -hmm. other people out and um, you know every man does what's right in his own eyes and the end thereof is death so I think yeah just talk more about that Ben if you have uh, thoughts on it yeah what do you think well I've been thinking about it a lot as far as well, I think Mimi and I were talking about it recently, how bad company 
corrupts. Uh, corrupts good morals. Yeah. And in general, I think Christian faith, like our faith is something that we want to progress in. And if we're alone or we don't have people speaking into our lives who can look at things from a non-biased point of view and like a, like a, like I think it's so helpful. And there's been times, the times when I'm doing worse in my life are times that I'm avoiding community and avoiding solid right. advice. Mm-hmm. It's like anything like, uh, faith. I feel like, you know, the Holy Spirit moves in us, but we have to do our part too, to grow. And if you want to grow in your faith, it's like, so when I was in high school, um, I was kind of, I was racing motocross a lot yeah. and was really into it and was practicing all the time. But when it, I went to this um, indoor place in the winter and on a Wednesday nights and they, these guys rented it out. You had to pay like 20 bucks. Everybody paid 20 bucks and we rented it out. Nice. And it's like the size of a Walmart and there was all this like, they just brought in a bunch of dirt and made this awesome track. Shoot. And it was epic. But the guys that were riding there were guys that used to have their pro license and stuff. And a lot of them were like in their 40s. But were like so solid at riding. Nice. And just riding with them and seeing how they do things and following their like right. path. Yeah. And like trying to keep up with them. Dude, I got... I was riding once a week that winter compared to every week and by, every day by myself in my backyard track. And I think... Dude, I got so much better even just once a week. Just by like following them. And, yeah. yeah. And there was a point where I was following a guy for a super long time that I could never keep up with and I passed him. Mm-hmm. And that was like one of the last times I rode there that winter because it was getting nice out again. Yeah. But I felt like so accomplished and I was, it, it mm-hmm. just went to show that like you have to see, like you, you have, have to be with people that are further along than yeah. you. Ex- yep. And that's really what it is like true discipleship in the way of Jesus is living life essentially with people that have experienced doing it and mm-hmm. have experienced following Jesus through the ups and downs of life and mm-hmm. you know have matured over years and years and like yeah you know John Mark Comer oh do I know him <laughs> shout out John Mark we messaged him the other <laughs> day and he responded <laughs> he responded to my DM For on real, on the yeah, on the podcast that's, page that's funny that was awesome anyway he talks about even on his instagram on his bio it's uh what is it what is it now practicing the way <laughs> practice yeah yeah uh practicing the way of jesus or mm-hmm. whatever and it's just like you're following in the steps of like his way of life and what mm-hmm. he does and he's like no he, he says practitioner of, that's what he calls himself, practitioner of the way of Jesus. Yeah, and then so like, it's like he daily practices following yeah. in his steps, and and that's the idea of like, yeah, we do that by reading the life of Jesus and reading the Bible and stuff. But mm-hmm. you need people that are are living that out around you, mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, kind of you know see a flesh and bone example, practical examples of what that looks like and. I think that's really God's heart in the church of like yeah. surrounding you with people. And um, he obviously wants to use the spirit to sanctify you and build you up. But I think he does desire as much as anything to use this church to do that. Mm-hmm. And we're not meant to just like do it alone and try to figure it out. You know? Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking when you were saying that, how, but with, and with growing and I think it's the best thing is to find somebody that you want to be like right but that's like you want your faith to be like their faith mm-hmm. you know 
and obviously we first and foremost want to be like Jesus, but um, Paul said, like, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Right. And I don't know. It's just really important, you know? For sure. Yeah, and, and just like one of my favorite verses in the Bible is it's in Proverbs and it says, uh, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Mm-hmm. And so like conversely, you know, that then that would mean in the lack of counselors there's danger Mm -hmm. you know and so it's like when you're lacking wise counsel obviously that is insinuating that the counsel is wise Mm -hmm. and godly and good when you're lacking that you're putting yourself at a disadvantage and you're putting yourself in a dangerous place Mm -hmm. and it's dangerous because you're just going with your own thoughts and your own emotions and that can't be trusted right um obviously you're you're still growing and you're maturing and, and a lot of your thoughts and values might be godly and good but there are still we still do make emotional decisions and we still do think um we do kind of uh fall into disillusionment Mm -hmm. ourselves if we're just going with our own thoughts so that's why it's so important especially if it's a big decision especially if um it's something that's emotionally triggering you to bounce it off other people rather than just because a lot of my terrible decisions in life have been your were, own. <laughs> yeah, it's not like someone told me to do it. It was I decided. Yeah. You know, obviously peer pressure, negative peer pressure is a thing. Yeah. And, um, but, like, a lot of my decisions were emotional based. And yeah. I didn't bring it to wise people. And so, that's another thing. Like, that negative peer pressure, um, that's when you have foolish counsel. You mm-hmm. Know? And bad company, like you said, corrupts good morals. Yeah. And then there's that positive peer pressure on the flip side that you can not, maybe pressure is not the best word to to use, but like you can be influenced to then do good things and godly things. Yeah. You know, you think peer pressure is like always negative, but mm-hmm. you can also have um, people around you that are influencing you in, in good decisions yeah. and in um, improving your character and so just so important dude yeah and i think a big i mean the multitude of counselors yeah like that implies we need like community you know yeah um like multiple people that we can look up to um i know for me i really like look up to eric dunker and jesse urban shout out and i know i could go to those guys at any time for like good advice you're averaging like six name drops an episode i know i have to and also like kyle rude my youth pastor from high school (laughs) (laughs) if you're just shouting everybody you know out Mm -hmm. after like 20 episodes everybody you know is gonna have shout out and then the people you had shouted out aren't gonna feel special that's true that's my bad thanks for that counsel (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, i try to do one shout out an episode and it's always pretty good Oh, yeah, I always shout out shout Mimi. Out shout out Mimi. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? Oh, just that, like, the multi- multitude oh, of yeah. counsel. Well, I mean, that's kind of the construction of the church. Mm-hmm. Of, like, God designed it to be mm-hmm. young and old. Yeah. You know, of all cultures, of all nations, like, the church is, you know, yeah. people at all different steps and, and walks and all different... Um, places and seasons in their faith mm-hmm. and like that's a beautiful thing when you can use that to build up the church as a whole yeah like 
So if I want to go to someone with, okay, times that I've wanted like relationship advice or something like that, right. godly relationship advice, like don't go to someone else your own age. Go to someone else at your church right. that has a thriving marriage. Yeah, don't go to some single guy that's 20 years old. Yeah. And, right. Not to say they won't have some, some decent insight, but that's all you're seeking, you know? Yeah. You need multitude of counselors. You need people from... The, that's why I love it. Like, a, I know both of us in our lives have um, different people at different mm-hmm. stages. Like, okay, we have some godly wise people that are uh, engaged right now that we mm-hmm. can seek and then we have people that have been married for five years mm-hmm. newly married and then people that have been married 10 20 yeah. years like it's cool to have that different um perspective yeah so yeah for sure and yeah i don't know um it's like how, how can we expect to grow if we don't have smart people or people that have been through the stuff that we want advice on right you know, we don't have mm-hmm. that. I think it's like super important. For sure. Yeah, I wanted to read. Uh, we'll just talk about a little bit. There's this there's this little story in First Kings 12. I don't know if you remember it. I might. It's I don't know. Once um, you read Solomon's it, son, Rehoboam. I mm-hmm. think that's how you say it. Rehoboam. Re- King Rehoboam. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened was... Um, a, a man named Jeroboam came to him mm-hmm. and he had just become the king and he came to him and he said uh, your father made our yoke heavy now therefore lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us and we will serve you mm-hmm. and uh, Jeroboam was uh, kind of a representative of Israel mm-hmm. the rest of Israel at that time and Rehoboam the king says go away for three days and then come again so the people went away so he was like saying go away i'm gonna seek counsel essentially because that's what he does over these next couple days and it says that then king ray or then king rehoboam took counsel with the old men Mm -hmm. who had stood before solomon his father while he was yet alive saying how do you advise me to answer this people Mm -hmm. and they said to him if you will be a servant to this people today and serve them and speak good words to them when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever. But he abandoned the counsel that the old men gave him and took the counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and mm-hmm. stood before him. And he said to them, what do you advise that we answer this people who have said to me, lighten the yoke that your father has put on us. And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, thus shall you speak to this people who said to you, your father made our yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. You shall say to them, my little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. And so, and that goes on to lead into the division between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Yeah. That's what like made Split it Split up an entire nation. Right. And um, because then he took the counsel mm-hmm. of the young men. And it's funny because... Not funny, but it's interesting because it says he went to the old men who had stood before Solomon, his father. And Solomon, Mm -hmm. we know as the wisest man that ever lived. Yeah. Right. Besides Jesus, obviously. Yeah. And these were the men that Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, he took counsel from these men. And so even the wisest man that ever lived, he sought counsel from a multiple 
multitude of counselors. Yep. And then Rehoboam goes to them and he says no. And then he takes, it says multiple times, he takes counsel from the young men that he grew up with. Yeah. And it's like, not always, age doesn't always mean maturity or immaturity or, right. or but it is, it does mean a lack of experience, you know, yeah. essentially as a, you know, compared to For sure. the older people that had more experience mm-hmm. and had wiser counsel, obviously. And so, um, just the danger of, of rejecting that wise counsel and seeing that he did take counsel. Mm-hmm. He went to different people and got totally different advice, but he took the foolish counsel and it ended up breaking up a whole nation. So Yeah. Dude, it always... I think so many people want to be told what they want to hear and they want confirmation on what they already think. Right. But the good counsel is going to tell you what you need. Mm-hmm. But if you ignore that, you're, is it going to lead to destruction? You know what I mean? Yeah. I would think... I, when you were saying that story, I was thinking about David after he um, like did his huge... Like his huge moral failure. Yeah. He hadn't repented, you know, right. until he was called out by the prophet. Was it Nathan? Yeah. By the prophet Nathan. So, and it led to David being like a man after God's own heart. Right. And it ultimately was for his good, even though it was an uncomfortable thing. Mm-hmm. Like Nathan was there and he knew the truth mm-hmm. and he saw the whole situation and just right. told, and David ended up weeping over his sin. Mm-hmm. And it changed the whole course of his life, having good people speaking into it. You're right. For sure. And that's another thing of like, that's kind of another aspect of good counsel is having accountability. And not just, mm-hmm. you know, seeking it on big decisions, like in that case mm-hmm. with Rehoboam, but also just having people around you in the day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. and keeping you accountable on whatever you know whatever it is especially like you being real on your biggest struggles and being able to have people around you that you kind of give permission to 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 check you on stuff and to rebuke you and to challenge you and to encourage mm-hmm. you and people that know that struggle mm-hmm. and whatever that is like you really need to seek that out and if you really want to grow I mean that's a hard thing to do and it, it's a sometimes a really humbling and maybe even humiliating thing to do mm-hmm. you know jumping into that vulnerability but if you really want to grow you're gonna have to kind of dive in and and be real with some people yeah. and it might be uncomfortable and hard but in the end that's gonna start with the you know the iron sharpening iron that's gonna start kind of chiseling away some things that mm-hmm. that you want chiseled away to, to make you more like jesus and i think that's why uh a lot of people tell me like, like it's hard to find community even when you're like okay so right now a lot of people in our friend group go to crew and crew is awesome right but right now we're all split up because mm-hmm. of the quarantine and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but that's why it's so important to be involved in a local church right is because it gives you well there's a lot of reasons but one of them is you have access the amazing thing about the local church is it's people of all ages Mm-hmm. For the most part, there's some churches that are just old ladies, but uh, like it's so it's so important. And the local church is full of wise people for the most part, you know, and depending, and, on, yeah. depending on the church. But right. I know my church, I'm grateful because there's so many people in different walks of life that are all out everything. Like there's so many people with different experiences and different jobs, different talents. Um, but they all have one thing in common that they're following Jesus and mm-hmm. 
but then they have all this life experience. So many of them are married. There's like 30, 40, 50 year olds, 20 year olds. And that's, yeah, that's where you can develop those connections so that you Mm -hmm. can in the day to day life have people around you. It's not just meant to be like, you know, this Sunday thing, you know, but it's meant to be, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of a a progressor or a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what's the word? What's Vocabulary the word? words. Are Say hard. that sentence again. Um, progressor, but that's not the word I was looking for. Grother. No. Uh, like catapult. That's not the word. Catalyst. Catalyst. Yes. That's Kinda. exactly what you're. I think that's that. my. Hey, shout out, uh, Kyle Rude. That's our youth group Catalyst. from Eau Claire. Catalyst Youth. Nice. Yeah, but the you know Sunday service and. Meeting people at the at the church building and all that mm-hmm. is meant to be a catalyst to community. And then mm-hmm. throughout your week, you can have, you know, people around you and accountability mm-hmm. and, and um, men's groups and, and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, dude, there's... Just talking in circles. Yeah, talking in circles. There's been times where I... Well, this is random, but there's been times where I've been running away from God... I think we've all been there. No, I'm just kidding. Not everybody. But, but like, I remember knowing that if I went, I, I those were times where I, I really wanted to just do my own thing mm-hmm. and give up on God. And I knew that if I would talk to somebody about my situation, right. they would tell me the truth. And I think right. I didn't want to hear the truth because the truth was going to make me change the way I yeah. lived. And well, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desires. That's a proverb. Dang. And um, yeah, that's. I, I don't even need to elaborate because right. that that alone is like yeah yeah if you're seeking your I- isolation obviously there's times to be by yourself and meditate and be with right. the lord but if you're just a hermit and not mm-hmm. you know coming out and seeking community yeah um for the most part there's something in your heart where you're just seeking your own yeah your own will and your own way and jesus lived his whole life surrounded by the 12 disciples like not his whole life but the last three years you know he was surrounded by the community and people he was pouring into and then he would get alone dude i was just reading luke Mm -hmm. and it was like he went to the he went alone to pray at the mount of olives as was his custom yeah yeah and like so he was like but almost all the stories are him he's with people but then he would get get alone with god as was his custom so it's like find that balance Cause that's super important too. Yeah, Paul Washer has a fire sermon about that. Shout out Paul Washer. <laughs> uh, Dude, that's two people now. Oh, no. uh, About, yeah, get, I think it's just titled Get Alone With God. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially, he, he quotes Mark 1. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in the midst of him healing all these people and it, you know, it said it went late into the night. Yeah. And then he rose up along, it says he rose up long before the sun or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, or whatever it says, depending on your version, but, and he got alone and he went. And then people were, people would get antsy when he was alone and be like, Hey, we were looking for you. Right. Where were you? (laughs) It's like, I'm with my father. Even when he was 12, didn't you know I'd be with my father? Yeah. Dang. He was mature. Yeah. See, if you have, it's not always about age. If you have a young, wise 12 year old, like Jesus in your life, or like Jeremiah. Yeah. Didn't he start preaching when he was 12? Probably. I don't know. 
<laughs> or Dude, Charles what? Spurgeon was like 17 when he was a uh, head pastor. True. What? That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Dude, what kind of advice do you think like Jesus gave when he was 12? He's he just discipling like, all his. He was uh, probably like all his friends. <laughs> you think the Messiah is gonna come and bring a real a military rule? You fool! Just kidding. He was probably schooling his friends all the time. I don't know. In like a respectful way. Just kidding. Dude, there's a there's a movie made about like the young life. Jesus. Yeah, I never saw it, but I heard it was not good. Really? Yeah. I think that was based off of Anne Rice's novels. Hmm. She has. She's a vampire author, but she writes, she's a Christian, and she wrote um, young, like, stuff about young Jesus as a, like, Weird. not as a joke, I almost said as a joke. But right, like, like speculation. Yeah, what, because uh, it's not, like, it's not in the I mean, Bible. You, yeah, I don't really know. It just kind of comes from your brain, I guess, mm-hmm. based on things that you know about him as an adult, mm-hmm. but. Hmm. Anyway. So, moral of the story, seek, seek wise, wise counsel, counsel and community. And if you're not, be in the local church. Because the local church will provide you with good community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I would add um, to seek out, you know, if you're not in like a Bible study or a, a men's group or a woman's group or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you need weekly like encouragement and weekly sure. uh, fellowship, really. Mm-hmm. Especially in this time. I mean, it's not an excuse now that we're quarantined. Quote, unquote, quarantined. Right. Um, Zoom. We got Zoom. Well, yeah. You can still... I mean, we met up. True. But anyway, that's it. We're not yeah. going to babble anymore. Thanks for listening to episode four on this exciting journey of talking in talking circles. Talking in circles. That's seek it. out community. Seek wisdom. Read Proverbs. Like, half this was from Proverbs. So... It's fire. Anyway, thanks, guys. We love you. Bye. Peace.